You're listening to The Knicks Recap. Your source for all New York Knicks-related content. The New York Knicks and Scott Perry, their general manager, are going their separate ways. What does this mean for the New York Knicks and their search for their next general manager? We're also going to look at Christophs Porzingis because there was a recent interview that was conducted with Ariel Hawani where he was talking about his New York regrets. Does he want to come back to the Garden? We're going to be discussing that. And finally, the New York Knicks are still monitoring the Embiid situation in the 76ers organization. Reports have indicated that they are looking for something chaotic to happen in the 76ers organization that allows Joel Embiid to be available for a trade. And if that happens, they might pull the trigger. All this and more today. Let's go. According to Steve Popper of Newsday, the New York Knicks are going to be parting ways with Scott Perry when his contract expires at the end of June. So Scott Perry joined the New York Knicks in 2017. And when he came to the franchise, we were directionless. We had no head, no ambition, had no idea where we wanted to be, no identity, nothing. He came in, he gave our franchise a direction, he turned it upward, and that is the direction we have been moving in since he has come into the organization in 2017. He helped draft R.J. Barrett. He helped draft Mitchell Robinson. He helped sign Julius Randle. He helped sign Jalen Brunson. Those four key factors right there, four key players, are the reason why we even got to the playoffs. Scott Perry has his fingerprints on some of the biggest and greatest New York Knicks moves that we've seen over the past few years. So you got to give him praise. You got to give him kudos. He definitely has had an impact on this New York Knicks organization. Whether you want to argue it was good or bad is your interpretation. But personally, for me, Perry gets a lot of kudos for coming into an organization that really needed help and changed the direction of this franchise. It wasn't him alone. But he was a big proponent of it, and he definitely has earned a lot of praise in my book. Scott Perry is coming off one of the uh, best Knicks seasons that we've had in the last decade. The Knicks just made the Eastern Conference semifinals. We haven't done that since the 2012-2013 season with Carmelo Anthony. So why is he leaving? What's the purpose of him leaving after a successful season? Doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't we just extend him? Well, Steve Popper looked into this too. And according to Steve Popper... Perry's voice isn't as significant as it once was in the front office. That's largely in part due to, you know, William Wesley being executive vice president, but also an up-and-comer right now in the ranks under Leon Rose, the senior basketball consultant, Gerson Rosas. That name may sound familiar to you because you may know him and remember him from last year dealing with the negotiations for Donovan Mitchell. So a lot of fans have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth because they don't like what he did. They thought they botched the negotiations and didn't get the Knicks Donovan Mitchell. There's a lot of factors to it, of course, but him being a proponent of that seems to indicate that he has you know, a high level of trust within the organization under Leon Rose. So if there is a hole and a gap at the GM position when Scott Perry leaves, I would be very, very interested to see who takes that position. Because one name to watch is Rosa's name. His influence is growing under Leon Rose. And I think it's only a matter of time before he gets that GM spot. Now, personally speaking, I don't think he deserves the GM spot, especially with Bob freaking Myers 
being available because he's stepping down from Golden State. So since that happened for me, even if Rosas was the plan, if Bob Myers is available, the plan changes. You do everything to try to get one of the best general managers to ever do it in Bob Myers. You go get him. If he's available, he's my choice for who I'd want to run the New York Knicks as their general manager. Go get Bob Myers. Please do not give this position to Gerson Rosas. Please do not do it. I don't want it. I know a lot of Knicks fans do not want it, but the unfortunate reality is that is the direction that this New York Knicks franchise might head into when Perry leaves at the end of his contract. It's just something to note and watch out for. Ah, my guy, Ariel Helwani, man, broke the internet again when he had an interview with Kristaps Porzingis. In this interview, he asked Porzingis if he felt any negativity or any ill feelings for the way he left New York. And this is what he said. Of course, of course. That's like, you know, that was like my first love, the city of New York, like playing in MSG. Uh, so, of course, I have like this, not the best feeling, you know, when I get this so much hate. But as I said, it's better. And of course, I can understand now how the fans could feel that way for how they viewed me at that time. And then I asked for a trade, you know, and blew my mouth. And then, you know, I'll get painted as the as the villain, you know, and and um, yeah, it's you know, it's but it is what it is. And, and my career is moving in this direction, and I'm I'm good now in Washington. So I mean, clear as day, we can all see that. There is something to be said about Kristaps Porzingis and basically taking a little bit of ownership and responsibility for his part in leaving New York in the way he did. Now, obviously, a lot of Knicks fans have bad tates in their mouths from the way he left. They didn't like his brothers as his agent. I know a lot of teams around the league actually don't like his brothers as his agent. It makes it difficult to deal with KP. So we understand that. But let's not get it twisted. Kristaps Porzingis is coming off of one of his best seasons as a wizard. This season alone, Kristaps Porzingis averaged 23.2 points, 8.4 rebounds, and 2.7 assists, and he played 65 games. He's had one of his best seasons with the Wizards, and he's likely looking for that max contract. Now, I know a lot of Knicks fans want him back in the garden, and to be honest, the Knicks do need a stretch five. So if he was headed back to the garden, it would help solve a lot of the issues that we saw against the Miami Heat in that playoff series, especially from the center position. I think he upgrades that. You know, injury concerns are definitely there. Obviously, you know, the knees, a little fragile. There are some concerns there. But when he's good and when he's on, he is money. There's a reason that Kevin Durant dubbed him as a unicorn. Being as tall as he is, being able to shoot the three as he's capable of doing, the way he can still block shots when healthy, he definitely is a game changer. And absolutely, if available, I'm listening to that conversation. The unfortunate part is if you trade for a Kristaps Porzingis, which might be a sign and trade, Julius Randle and or RJ Barrett are not going to be part of this team anymore. And you have to make the decision as a GM, as an organization, is this what I want to do? Is KP the answer? Is KP the move? If I add KP a few draft picks and, you know, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, Quentin Grimes, whatever that deal might look like to get KP back. If I do that 
and I get Kristaps Porzingis, does that guarantee that I'm an Eastern Conference final finalist? Does that guarantee that I'm an Eastern Conference final team? Am I an NBA final team? That's how I judge some of these massive trades. It needs to make sense on that level. Because why are you going to mortgage your franchise if you don't even have a shot to make it to that dance, that finals dance, that exclusive dance that only two teams get to go to? Why would you hemorrhage your franchise for trying to trade for a guy that left your franchise and give him max dollars? It's the money. It's the injury concerns. Listen, Kristaps Porzingis would be an amazing addition to any team, including the New York Knicks. But you got to think about that contract and the assets it's going to take to acquire him. Is it worth the amount that it would take to get KP back to the garden? That's the question that I have. Nothing to do with his play. If we're just talking about a fair deal here to get KP back, I'm all for it because that's how impactful and important of a player that he is. But I'm not just going to try to get KP for any reason. If it doesn't make sense, then I'm not going to do it. It needs to make sense for the New York Knicks franchise. And I don't think KP is going to be the move uh, this offseason. Personally speaking, I think the New York Knicks are going to go after a wing. Speaking of wings, we recently did a poll on Twitter. 737 votes. Thank you guys so much. I can't believe all of the uh, support we got on that one. But after 737 votes, you guys can clearly see here. The New York Knicks fan base wants the Knicks to go get a wing this offseason. And you know what, fans? You might be in luck because that might be the move that Leon Rose will pull off this offseason. Maybe Paul George, maybe Zach Levine. I don't know. I don't know who that name is going to be. But I think if you're hoping that the Knicks get a wing, you might be happy this offseason, depending on who we give up to get that wing. All right, I know. We're going to talk about the Embiid situation. Now, listen, I covered Embiid at length in another video last week, and I understand. I don't want to continue to keep covering Embiid, but I just wanted to kind of laugh a little bit on the report that was just released about Embiid. So if you guys have been living under a rock, it was recently reported that the New York Knicks are currently monitoring the Embiid situation in Philly. They're looking or waiting for something to go chaotic. They're hoping, that's the key word of the report, they are hoping that Embiid becomes available because the 76ers organization just can't figure it out and can't get it together. So that way, if he is available, the Knicks would go ahead and try their best to swing for Embiid and see if they can hit. Because that would be the move that this organization would absolutely make if Embiid was available. However, here's the report, and this is why I wanted to bring it up. On the latest episode of the Hoop Collective, ESPN's Tim McMahon said that the Knicks are hoping things go haywire with the Philadelphia 76ers to the point that Joel Embiid will want to leave. That's what the report is. It's not about sources. It's not about this stuff or this person said this or this player said that. It's hope. That's the report. The Knicks hope that Joel Embiid becomes available so they can trade for him. I knew that last week. I knew that two weeks ago. I knew that three weeks ago. I knew that before the season started. I knew that two years ago. I knew that three years ago. This ain't nothing new. <laughs> this is not a report. Listen, I get it. 
We're not really at the end of the season yet because the NBA finals are still going on. So the season hasn't ended yet. A lot of the teams are out in Cancun having vacation. So nothing's really quote unquote relevant right now. And there's a lot of people that are searching and reaching to create content for the audiences to consume. And I get that. And I thank you for creating that service. But we got to stop. We got to stop. The... We created an article. Bleacher Report created an article, and it's been all over social media about the Knicks monitoring the Embiid situation. But the only report that was mentioned in that is hope. That is the only part of that that makes sense, that they hope Embiid becomes available. Period. That's the report. Listen, man, if it has legs to it, Fine, report on it. Let me hear about it. Let me read about it. But if you're not reporting anything and you're just saying, if you're just saying, yeah, well, I hope the Knicks get him. I hope the Knicks uh, trade for him if he becomes available. The Knicks really want to trade for him if he becomes available. Yeah, we know that. We all know that. Joel Embiid is the star, the superstar that you trade for. If he's available, you make that trade. You answer that call and you figure out what it takes to get a player the caliber of Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league, into this organization. You absolutely take that call. And if it makes sense, and you don't have to gut your roster to do it, pull the trigger. Embiid is a game changer. However you want to clarify or classify or whatever you want to do with him. Injuries this. Hasn't taken the 76ers there. Yada, yada, yada. Embiid is still worth it. Embiid is that damn good. You do not hang up the phone if Joel Embiid is calling. Not only do you take that call, you apologize for making the phone ring so many goddamn times because you didn't answer it on the first damn ring. Joel Embiid is a game changer. The New York Knicks should absolutely go after him. But the unfortunate part is, number one, he won't be available. Number two, he's a division rival. So even if he was available, he's not being traded to the Knicks without significant assets. He's likely going out west. So we got to stop this. I would love Joel Embiid, but he's not available right now. I doubt he's going to be available uh, after this season, After since they brought in Nick Nurse. Since they brought in Nick Nurse, I think that core and 76ers are going to stay together for at least another season. Maybe with Harden, maybe without, I don't know yet. But I would think that they got one more year with Nick Nurse to see what they can do before we really have to start monitoring the situation in Philly. Right now, there's nothing to monitor. I don't think Embiid is going anywhere. And even if he would be, it would not be to the New York Knicks. We got to stop that. If you like what you heard, please go ahead and leave a comment, smash that like button, and don't forget to like and follow us. Until next time, Nick fans, peace. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday.